You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. How's everybody doing? Hope you all had a great weekend. I know I did. Welcome to Tales with TR week 107. Part one. Here we go. So, tell you who we got for part B or B, is it 107 A and B? That's how we do it. Um, we got Jordan Nolan, who plays one of the gyms. And uh, a lot of you Shorzy fans will know him as one of the gyms, but Jordan Nolan has not one, not two, but three Stanley Cups to his name, ladies and gents. The third one was with St. Louis. Um, It was at the end of his career. He was brought in as kind of a veteran presence, as they say in the show, right? Uh, but he was brought in for that reason, and he I, he played a couple games in the playoffs, none in the final, so he got a ring. I don't believe he's got his name on the cup for the third one, but I could be wrong. That's the way the rules used to work, but, you know, he's he's got a ring. He was a big part of St. Louis winning, being there for the uh, younger players and everything else, and, uh, well, like they say, veteran presence. But first two cups he has. I love that I can say that about a friend. Well, the first two cups that he has, but uh, he was a, a, you know, a very impactful player for the Kings, more defensive than anything, although he did chip in. He had an offensive touch to him. But uh, Jordan was a two-way big, you know, knew what to do, knew where to go. And, of course, his father is one of the best coaches of all time, Ted Nolan, and player in his own right. He was a great player and coach, you know. And now along with their uh, Jordan's brother, Brandon. So it's Ted and his sons, Brandon and Jordan, and they do the three Nolans hockey schools. And they travel all over to do those, mostly to, as far as I know, to uh, indigenous communities to give back. They're uh, an indigenous family from Sault Ste. Marie or in and around Sault Ste. Marie. Um, and... It was why it was actually good to be with in Northern Ontario in Sudbury with them. They they knew the lay of the land a little bit, and uh, you know it was close to their home. But anyway, great people, uh, Brandon and Jordan. I can honestly say are are two real real close friends that I'll probably have the rest of my life, and uh, I can't wait to meet their father Ted, who my father played against. And has a lot of common denominators. They have a lot of friends in common. I'd love to get them together someday and uh, even be a fly on the wall for that conversation. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And uh, before we get to some questions, uh, yeah, why do I actually, let's, let's just get right into them. I was just going to talk about the final. And I looked at some of the questions that I have here on my computer and I have written down that I've I've uh, had the pleasure to come across this week. I actually went down a couple nights and I went to my daughter's soccer 
And there was some big Shorzy fans, and I promised some of them that I'd answer their questions. So a lot of these are just uh, from conversations at the soccer field. Okay, TR, what do you find most intriguing about the NHL final? And this one comes from, I'm not sure, it was Trinity Pub, and it was uh, midnight, which I had a perfect glow on, I would think. And uh, I think it was Friday night. Anyway. Yeah, so what do I find intriguing? You know who you are. Um, one of the uh, Avalon Junior Caps is who it was. Um, a junior team here in town. Well, I find a few things intriguing. I find Corey Perry in his third final in a row. And if he was to lose, that's it's intriguing anyway. I hope, I mean, I can't say hope he wins because I'm hoping I'm cheering against Newark. By the way, just pause for thought here. Any Newfoundlander that's not a huge Tampa fan, we got to be cheering for Colorado because Alex Newhook has a chance to make history. There's only two players I know of from Newfoundland that played and won a cup, and that's Danny Cleary and Michael Ryder, and that's recent history. Uh, I, I, I mean, I remember at the turn of the century, or millennium, as you would say, I, I remember that being a thing, that a Newfoundland player hadn't had a cup. Now, if I'm wrong, I just invited 500 angry emails, but... I don't think so. It was a lot of great players that came through, but I'm not sure any of them had a cup. Uh, and there's been players like Derek Clancy that have been part of scouting or whatever that have done it. But I mean, as players. So Alex and I, he would have to be the youngest, I would think, because the boys did it well into their careers. And Alex is 20, 21, maximum 21. Um, you know, he's just drafted a couple of years ago. So anyway, yeah, before we go too far. So I find that intriguing that there's another Newfoundlander in the Stanley Cup final and that I get to watch every night and uh, even skate within the summer. That's intriguing, if anything is. So, But outside of that, okay, Corey Perry, third in a row. Patrick Maroon could win four cups in a row. Now that would be, I can't think of, I don't know anybody who would have done that. Someone on the New York Islanders, they won four in a row, so it had to be a, a slew of them, like the Kamloops Blazers junior dominance in the early 90s, something like that, like someone who was, who didn't get traded and, and was young enough to play all four years. I'm guessing Mike Bossy, you know, Bob Nystrom, was Trache there for all of them? You know, I was like one or two years old when this started, so I'm, I'm remembering selectively from youtube videos but I, you know it's a it's a bunch of those guys but who i don't know chris dingman won one with tampa and won one with colorado he's a friend of mine actually and i don't know if he did it back-to-back -back years but it, it you know maybe it could be something like that i know mike Keane. i played with albeit be it briefly that was an intriguing thing he got three cups with three different teams um I believe he's got one with Colorado. Yeah, he's definitely got one with Colorado. Montreal was his first, 92, 93. Colorado, either 95, 96, or 96, 97. And he won one with Dallas as well. I think that was when Brett Hall scored the controversial goal in the crease. 2000, 2001, maybe. I could be rusty on the years, but Mike Keene, Dollars to Donuts, has three. And I'm just counting those off the top of my head because I know him. Claude Lemieux might as well. Claude Lemieux. Um, Colorado, New Jersey, and Montreal. Again, I could be wrong. Look it up, some trivia. Anyway, four in a row, I don't know. Now, maybe I, those were just because I came across those players. And back in the day, you had to get the hockey news. So I've known that since the hockey news days. I haven't done any research. And it would probably be hard to see who... You know, there might have been a player that maybe won two with Edmonton, say, got traded to Calgary. I don't know. Nilsson, was he? Was it Kent Nilsson? He played for both teams. You know what I mean? Like, it would have to be someone like that. And I can't think of anybody. If Maroon does it, and I see some tweets saying, oh, he doesn't deserve it. He's not a good player. Are you fucking serious? The NHL is, is a lot about physical dimensions, too, right? When there's no out of bounds. So with, with, before you even start answering that, he's fucking huge. Well, often when he goes in the corner, he comes out with it. He's not going to look like McDavid, but eventually the puck gets cycled around and hits shins and whatever the fuck it does, and it bounces into the net. It's also hard 
to play against guys like that. So it might not show on the stat sheet, but clearly they're doing something right. Tampa Bay They're This will be their third final. They've won two in a row. Now, if they win three, which this, this brings me to my next point. Anyway, Maroon, Jesus, my God, people say he does nothing. Are you kidding me? He's fucking huge, hard to play against, big body, and neutralizes a lot of players and the game sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes you need someone to answer the bell and drop the mitts. Uh, a, a good little fast scooter player is going to be a little tentative to go in the corner. You know, let me give the obvious. What if Jonathan Drouin, who Tampa Bay traded away years ago, uh, for Sergei was on fire. What if he goes in the corner with Maroon? Now, what do you think? If you're a hockey fan, what do you think is going to happen? There, therein lies Maroon's fucking obvious attribute. With that, before I get into anything else, anyway, what I was going to say is that my, my the most intriguing part of all of it, I think, is the fact that if they do it, if Tampa Bay does it, they will have won three cups in a real short time. Cause remember that first year was delayed, right? Like that it went into September, I think because of the pandemic, I'm saying, God, what a shit memory, no one in the building. And now, you know what? And I was all about it. I was all on board and I still really, if I got to wear my mask, I'm not going to complain. I got my, you know, I'm, I'm saying there's two sides of the fence. I certainly don't want to get into it. But in the end, we're all going to get it again anyway, again and again and again and again. Fuck, you know, I was worried about my mom. She's had it twice now since like fucking November. Fine. Not to be insensitive. I'm just saying next time, fuck, we got to figure out a way to deal with it. I I'm certainly don't want to be insensitive towards the whole situation. I'm not crazy on one end of the spectrum or another, whatever. If nothing else, no one really knew what to do. I don't think there was a big conspiracy, and I don't think there's people are tracking things in my blood through the vaccine, whatever. I don't want to fucking polarize the situation, but next time I think we could agree from the far left to the far right. We can all agree that we need to attack this a little bit better. Fuck man. Memories of playing in the empty building. It was like bittersweet would be the wrong word. It was almost like depressing to watch because it just reminded you that fucking it just it just reminded you that there's nobody there because we're all inside. Anyway, shit happens, does it ever? But uh, you know what they will end up doing, so, right? Because September or October, I think September that year, the Stanley Cup was won, right? Normally it's fucking May or what, June. So now it's pushed back a few months as it is. Then the calendar year goes by. Then they win it last June or July, right? Right. It was last June or July. They won it. And now if they win it. It would it would be three cups. In a lot shorter time than any other team would have done it. And I'm not saying that as like an asterisk as a fun note. I'm saying it's hard to recover, especially in the game got faster. And. You know, it's just hard to maintain and, and people take care of their bodies. It's just hard. And I mean that in a way that I, I think you'd. I know the intentions are great nowadays, but more people are pulling muscles and everything else. And there's a lot, you know, COVID's going around. It, it, the last two years have been all about COVID. So to dangle your way in and out of, of, of that situation and the salary cap and everything else in, in, in two years to win three cups. Now they haven't done it yet. I'm just saying even to be in three finals. Okay. Is amazing, but. It's just injuries, expectations, streaks. You know, you, you got to stay hot three, three times in less than two calendar years. I don't know. I find it absolutely spectacular to, to even think about. And the players that have gone and you got to manage the cap. That's where I was going with that. Uh, so you got to get rid of some players and then you bring in pieces that are Above and beyond what you what you what you what other people thought. I mean, Corey Perry, how did no one see that coming? Of course, they're going to sign him. Jesus, right? They lost some great players now. 
but the pieces they picked up, right? I mean, Nick Paul was the hero of game seven. You know, like just. Anyway, hats off to them. That. Uh, hats off to them. I, I think that's that's the most amazing thing about it all. Okay, TR. In 20 years from now, when people look back at McDavid's scoring prowess, do you think that they will comment on the goalies as they have the 80s goalies? Okay, I think I know where you're going with that. I think I know where you're going with that. Oh, that comes from Max, by the way. Max, coming at us from Sweden. Thanks for listening. Uh, I spent some time in Vasteris uh, back in uh, the turn of the millennium. Uh, Brad Brown and I went there to, to train with Nick Lidstrom. It was Peter Popovich and Tommy Salo. It's a bit of fun. Northern Sweden, I believe. Um, anyway, that's interesting. I haven't thought about it like that. I might have mentioned it in a game or two. But yeah, if you were to look back, okay, let's just say, because people look back now and they act like, well, of course Gretzky scored. But I'll always say it. Not everybody was getting those points. right? <laughs> I mean, if, if it was that easy, everybody would have done it. And he shattered record. He finished 80 points sometimes ahead of the next person. It was a one-man scoring show. But, of course, the goalies weren't as uh, trained. They, were, they didn't have the best gear on. It certainly they were. It was the position that improved the most, for sure. But hindsight's always, I don't want to say 2020. It can be romanticized. So in 20 years from now, everybody now who's 20 to 30 years old commenting on, you know, this is the best they've ever seen and McDavid must be better than Gretzky and everything else. 20 or 30 years from now, people are going to look back and they're going to look at that series, Edmonton and Calgary, and they're going to see shit goals. They're going to see goals going in from the other end of the rink. They're going to see Mike Smith bouncing around in the fucking crease flailing around like a drunken water buffalo, and they're going to see Markstrom, who was in the All-Star game, wasn't he, or close to, um, and pretty reliable. So they're going to look at stats and see that he was pretty good. And then they're going to see that that festival of... What's the word? Incompetence. The festival of incompetence that he put on in the net. They're going to see two goalies that played absolutely horribly. If they don't look beyond that, and that's where all the highlights will be. You never notice the 80s. You never go back. There were shutouts like they happened quite frequently. But no, you, you never go back and see that because you're seeing the best scorers ever what, doing what they're doing. You know, of course, the goalies weren't as good because the sticks weren't as good. You couldn't be dangling. You couldn't pick the puck up on your stick for sure. You couldn't be fucking even toe-dragging it, really. They, they were way heavier, right? Players were at a disadvantage, too. No one brings that shit up, right? Um, but, you know, there were shutouts. You won't see them. So it's not like when people look back in 20 years and they're commenting on Conor McDavid, you're going to see highlights of Andre Vasilevsky, right? Are you? And it's not like you're going to go back and even see his greatness. He's one of the best goalies ever. I mean, if he keeps up doing this, just on what he's done on elimination games, he's close to fucking zero. Right? He's fucking phenomenal. But when you look back, you're going to see a lot of highlights of Austin Matthews scoring on him in the first round and Mitch Marner. Right? Because It's just the nature of it. So, yeah. I, I uh, Max, I think you got a good point. I know so much of question as a point that uh, I think people will look back and whoever is the best at the time when McDavid has just retired and Crosby's a thing of the past and you know Ovechkin is something grandpappy used to watch I think there'll be a whole new set of uh, well there's going to have to be all-stars and idols and I think people will be making that exact case they'll look back and say man those guys sucked Right. It, it's happened now consistently. Why wouldn't it happen again? But I bet you some of you are going, no way. That would never happen. There's no way. This is the best era. I know, man, but we forge into the future. We don't even realize it's happening. And now you look back at 2008 Stanley Cup playoffs and you're like, oh, man, fuck. Anaheim won it. Look at those big fucking lugs. Meanwhile, some of them are still in the league. They're getting by. 
Corey Perry's still right there making an impact. You act like it all didn't happen. Anyway, uh, you know what I wanted to do? I just want to, <clears throat> I want to read an example of some of the messages I get, okay? Just, just to give you guys, I don't know, like a day in the life. Because uh, I do appreci appreciate some messages and I appreciate listeners and followers. And if anybody, you know, consistently listens to this show or reads my books, um, I'm really, really flattered that you're picking up what I'm laying down because I'm, I, I, I feel, I, I, I do enjoy telling stories because I don't feel pompous or on a pedestal or anything. I think I lived a very interesting life, but I got lucky in a lot of ways. There's a lot of great hockey players that, for one reason or another, it's not always the best players, right? Although I was a good player, of course, I was a great player. But I'm saying, um, I'm saying great, but you know, minor hockey up. Obviously, NHL dreams kind of fell short. But uh, just just the point is that I I think people can relate to a lot of the stories because, like, I still play senior. It's not like it's not like I got drafted and I played in the end. You know, some people just go straight to the NHL and and. I'm not saying they're not relatable, but, you know, if I've got stories from junior A, junior, major junior and, and the Atlantic Coast League and the East Coast League and the NHL and still senior hockey and ball hockey, you know, and going to rinks now and watching Bantam games. Like, I love that. I, I love the fandom of it and the scuttlebutt around the game, maybe even as much as I enjoyed playing. But one goes with the other. So that's why I play senior hockey so much. I like to have my finger on the pulse still. So uh, it'll kind of be sad not to play anymore, but Peter Pan got to grow up. I mean, you know, at some point I got to stop playing. I do feel like I can still do it. And every day I'm on my way. I, I got to get this podcast done within the next 15 minutes because we're all meeting at Twin Rinks at 12 o'clock uh, and we're skating, right? And a lot of the pro guys who are back and I love to be part of that and, and the stories and it's an honor for me that I can still keep up, you know, and the, uh, yeah, just the stories in the dressing room and being around the game. Right. But what ends up happening is that, you know, we all have a, ever, ever conversation about the playoffs, whatever it might be, Alex Newhook, whatever it is. And then, you know, later in the day, you might run into someone at Penny Lane's soccer game. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about soccer, a little bit about hockey. Um, I do a lot of biking and walking around in Mount Pearl. And of course, people see me, they want to come on a comment on Shorzy, which is hockey. Right. And then it, the playoffs. I mean, I enjoy all of that. I fucking love it. That's why I'm on this earth. You know, I, I've, I've, I've we, there was a period in my thirties or, or maybe even twenties. Uh, fuck this game. You know, I'm going to get as far away as I can. Maybe that was subconsciously why I got into school and did folklore. I mean, I, I don't know. But it led me right back to writing a book. I did English and folklore, and the English helped my grammar. The folklore helped my storytelling, and hence tales of a first-round nothing, and now tales with TR. But um... hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet five dollars on any team to win and get one hundred dollars in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs with DraftKings same game parlays? You can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple multiple bets like which team will win how many goals will be scored and more it's your shot at an even bigger payout DraftKings is safe secure and reliable best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code THPN bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what that's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL minimum age and eligible Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You know, I, I have to embrace it because it's who I am. Even, I'm, you know, I'm an actor, but what am I? I'm acting at a hockey, even if, you know, it all came through hockey. So the vehicle, of course, I like to talk about it because it's my life. It's why I am here um, and, and doing this and you're listening to me. But sometimes, right, but it, it gets... I don't have 
a lot of people, I don't have anybody other than the Hockey Podcast Network. They're great, of course. I record, I send it off to them and they add the music and, and, and some of the ads and things like that. They produce it for me. They really do. They do a great job at that. And I, I, I thank them to, to, to no end. You know, I, I'm completely uh, appreciate everything that they've done for me. But point being is that they don't like that. A lot of people aren't sending these messages to them. So I have to manage. I have to. And now I'm selling books, my podcast cameos now, which is going great. So thanks to everybody uh, who's asked for one so far. I've been at it a week and I've done about 12 or 13. I got three more to do today. And uh, th that's awesome. Because uh, it's just awesome. I, I enjoy doing that. And it, it gives me an outlet to write as well. Uh, I like writing. I mean, it takes a while. I wish I didn't have to charge so much, like I said, but it does take a while. But anyway, what I'm saying is that I have, I have to be relevant on social media for those reasons. So I have to post a lot of things. Like if there's a podcast, I'm going to post it, right? What happens is that, and a lot of other things, but let's just say when I post Jordan Nolan coming up Thursday, right? Then there's going to be, 40 people respond to that with just like pitter patter, which is nice, but they, I think he, they probably think they're the only one that thought to say that. And that's a letter Kenny saying, it's not even really a sure as he's saying, but I get it. And so, you know, I, I don't know, sometimes I'll, I'll go like, or get back. Hey, thanks for watching. But then it might start a conversation and it's hard to, it's hard to keep going, but I enjoy, you know, there's people being genuine. It's just hard to keep track of. So then, you know, some will have questions. Sometimes it's someone saying, can you come to this golf tournament and speak and we'll make it worth your while two nights in hotel accommodations and X amount of dollars. Sure. So I got to check them. If I don't check them, it's part of my income. So what I'm saying is that I have to check these messages and I get hundreds, sometimes over a thousand in a week. Okay. Now here's just some, here's just some, this represents like about 20, 25% of them. Okay. These are almost word for word. Uh, Terry, do you have Jason Momoa's phone number? I have a clothing company and I have some T-shirts to give him. It's on me, exclamation point. I love his work. Thumbs up. <laughs> so, oh, great. So Jason Momoa. Now, this isn't to help you at all. This is for Jason Momoa. You felt it's you're, you're going to be a good guy or girl. I'm going to say cause some of these I can't. Some of these are from people I know, <laughs> if you can believe that. Um, and it's on you. So, okay, so you think I can't see through that, then you think I'm an idiot. So it's almost an insult to send that to me without saying, Terry, just I'd rather you say, Terry, my business is struggling. I'm going through a divorce. I want Jason Momoa's to, to promote this. And I'll just say, fuck off. But at least I got respect for you as, as a person for being honest, because that's bullshit. Now, here's the next one. Hey, Tierra, could you tell Jared, not ask, tell Jared, Kiso, they're referring to, who writes, uh, for those who don't know, writes, uh, and he's the creator of Letterkenny and Shorzy. It's a Jarrett Kiso vehicle. Could, hi, Tier. Could you tell Jarrett to have a character with the name so-and-so? I can't say the name because I know this person. A lot of people are going to go, what the fuck? With the name blank. It's a great nickname. I also have a good idea for a script if he's interested. Yes. So this person who's not involved at all in the acting community or, or arts community at all, at all, ever has been. Barely leaves the house. Tell Jared that my nickname is going to be a great nickname. My very nickname, and this is the reason that it's going to be great on the show. And if he likes that idea, I got more where that come from, including a script. Now, do you think, A, that I have the time to deal with that motherfucking shit, let alone Jared Kiso? That's another insult. It's an insult to Kiso. You like what he does? Well, leave it to him, right? Right? Ever, ever, ever hear someone belting out a song and they suck at it and you're wanting to hear it and you say, who sings this? And they go, well, Duran Duran, let's leave it that fucking way, Chach. Hey, Johnny fucking Pipes, let's leave it that way. Well, to so-and-so, you know who you are? Let's leave it that way. Jarrett's doing a good job. I'm a writer, aren't I? I would never think Ever. You think that shit goes on? No, it doesn't. Hey, Jared, by the way, you should do this. He might come to us and say, you know, boys, I'm at this line or that line. Or, you know, what do they often do in a dressing room at this point? Uh, you know, or Jordan Nolan. 
Uh, what after you won the Stanley Cup? What was the speech that you know that some of the players gave? That shit because maybe we can help out a little bit. Ask, speak when spoken to with Jared Kiso. He's a fucking creative genius, and he's a hockey player, and he knows his way in and around a dressing room and a fucking writer's room. And I'll be fucked if I'm going to give Johnny fucking script from fucking down the road. I'm going to give his script over to Jared because his nickname might sound good as well. I'll keep going. Tiara, my daughter is a fundraiser. Oh, Tiara, yeah. My daughter is a fundraiser, first of all. Okay. I guess you're asking for money. Colon. I also, also, so another, I also need tickets to a Habs game anytime in November. Now, I've met this person. I barely know them. Met them at like a meet and greet thing that they chose to come to. My daughter has a fundraiser, so that's number one. So in other words, give me money, just blank check. And also a Habs game anytime in November. Oh, okay. oh, great. Sure. Is there anything else you need? I mean, I had a great grandfather that used to shoe shine. I mean, I'm sure that's in my blood. Would you like me to come over there with a cloth and some grease right now and do up your shoes for you? You want me to blow you? I'm not gay, but I mean, fuck. If you have any other requests, I'm going to have to fill them out. Ah, uh, here we go. Another one. Tier, my buddy's daughter was sick and just got a major, major M-A-G-E-R, sorry, M-A-J-E-R, a major award at her school. It's blank. Can you pass this on to Ron McLean or do you have his number? So this often happens. People think if there's a story worthy for Hockey Night in Canada that Ron McLean's going to want it and that they see me as a vehicle to Ron McLean. So again, I got my own shit to deal with. I got my own shit to deal with. I got to open my fucking shit and go through it. It takes me three, four hours a day to go through my emails, and I rely on a lot of it. Emails like I'm always applying for days on set as, as crew. And as background and auditioning. And so like a big part of my actual income has to rely on emails and, and cameos and, and fucking selling books online and shit like that. So and I it, it busts my head open. I know you think I'm really socially I'm, I'm really active on social media. The fun stuff I like doing and a lot of that me and me and Penny Lane come up with. And if it's just me or her or both of us, you know, we. We often it's our ideas. I go, hey, what what should I do today? You know, because I like promoting the show and that's a bit of fun. But. Or, you know, riding my bike and listening to tunes, you know, and then my buddies share those with me. That's different. But like. Just think about of all like knowing that I got to go through all that, right? Like I would never think. And I, before I was in this industry or anything, like to send Kevin Bacon a fucking message saying, like, I love Footloose. Can you come to my daughter's bake sale? Uh, I want four tickets to a, a, an L.A. Lakers game and maybe an appearance at uh, when I have a work meeting. You know, I, I wouldn't think to ever do that. Yet. Because I. Have a link to Ron McLean, and that's worse because anybody you link to anybody. And a lot of people see me as that because a lot of these fucking guys don't give out their number for this reason. But I do. My number's public. My email's public. So I'm just trying to. I'm trying to be accessible, but I'm, I'm telling you these fucking kind of messages. Hey, TR. Oh, yeah, my buddy's daughter was sick and just got a major. So she was sick. OK, what, what do you mean she was sick? Like she had COVID. What did she have? The measles? Was she feeling runny nose under the weather? Did she have fucking cancer? How do a fuck do I know? My buddy's daughter was sick and just got a major award at her school. What award was it? Like, uh, uh, you know, did she survive this crazy thing? And, and what was it? Or, or was the award, you know, the high jump on sports day in grade five? I, you know, I don't know. So it's hard for me to have any empathy or sympathy. And. Can you pass this on to Ron McLean or do you have his number? Can you imagine me sending that to Ron McLean? Ron, by the way, look, before you go any further today, I know you got a lot of shit to worry about. Hometown hockey, the NHL playoffs. You're on every fucking night during the playoffs for two months trying to do this. You come up with your puns or whatever you do. 
You're still facing backlash from Don Cherry and everything else. But I have a message. I have a fucking message. From a guy. That has a friend whose daughter was sick in general and just won an award at school because no one's ever done that before. Who is it, Terry? I don't know. He wants your number, though. What's her name? I don't know. What did she have? I don't know. What was the award? Not sure, Ron, but immediately you need to do this. I mean, fuck. Here's another one. TR, I've attached an episode of Letterkenny. Please give to Jared Kiso. Kiss. Ah, now imagine having the balls to go and, and pass a script for a show that you're already writing. It's ballsy enough to go to someone who's a writer and has a successful show like Alan Hawko during Jake when he was doing Republic of Doyle. I was working on set a lot and I saw him, you know, as a production assistant. So he was in and out every day. He's one of my friends. And I would see people often hand him a script for some like crazy movie that they came up with or whatever. But I can't imagine someone handing them a Republic of Doyle script for a show that he wrote himself. What are you saying? Like Jerry Kiso writes Letterkenny. What? And you're again, this person that I'm talking about is a sales rep. They're not involved at all. At all in the arts community. So what do you think is going to happen? I'm going to give it to him. He's going to go, what have I been doing for all these years? What an idiot. Of course, I should introduce another character. Of course, we should do this and make a baseball team in Letterkenny. Your script is better than mine ever could have been. Right. Come on up. In fact, let's bypass Sudbury. Let's go to Hollywood now and get you a job in the writer's room. And while we're at it, can you do stunts? You think that's going to happen? Fuck. Jesus. I've attached an episode of Letterkenny. Uh, another one guy sent me uh, his kid. I guess this happened in Ontario. It was like an offsides or something. And they were at the provincial championships. And his kid scored, and I guess the goal got this loud, or, or, or it got loud, and it shouldn't have been. I, I'm not even sure because I barely looked at it. Guys, I'm not going to join a fight that I'm not involved in and take a side. Do you really think that that's going to happen? Like, you know, it'd have to be pretty big because I don't want to get involved, first of all. Is that selfish? Maybe. Maybe you're running there. Maybe you're not right. Clearly, it's a controversial play. How the fuck do I know you're right? How do I know the history? Maybe you maybe maybe you're 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 you are right. But three months ago, you fucking knocked a kid in the head coming out of the rink and you're up on charges. How do I know? I'm not going to sit there and do a background check and character check and then look at the situation and call the referees and say and then all of a sudden strike down my opinion as some kind of official. Why? Because I wrote a book. Like, I don't understand it and I can't ever comment on those things. Now, of course, there's exceptions. OK, there's exceptions. That's not one of them. I can't think of one right now, but I'm sure there is. Uh, Terry, my wife left me. I'm, I'm grasping. I'm grasping at straws, man. Can you ask Jason Momoa to have a quick shout out? <laughs> ah, yes. Yes, I will, because that wouldn't be annoying at all for now, you, if I get these messages, can you imagine? Now, I was his personal assistant for a bit, and that actually drove a bit of a dagger between us. It was not even so much the regular noise. It was friends of mine asking for stuff. Just constantly, just constantly. Hey, TR, uh, you know, Momoa seems like a good, tell him to come on down to the bar and look, you know what? Half, half, one guy said that, half price for him. Half price. I mean, it's insulting enough to think that you're just going to get him to fly over here for one night at your bar. Half price. Uh, anyway, I mean, I don't mean this to be negative, but I got to read them out so people have an idea. I don't have to, but I want you to have an idea. But that that one is also, yeah, my wife left me and I'm grasping at straws, man. So now you're putting that responsibility on me. So now if I don't get a hold of Jason Momoa and if he doesn't do it and I better tell him that you're going to lose your wife. Now, he just lost his wife. He's got a lot going on. He's dealing with major things like fucking Jimmy Kimmel's probably calling him to go out. And but but yet. You, right, from bumfuck nowhere, have 
led have created a situation that you're losing your wife and you figure it's appropriate to ask me now it's not like it's on cameo or something and you're 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 asking me to do you some you know what i mean you're asking me to to better get his number or or have him do a shout out or else you're going to you know it's all you can think of well by Start thinking further outside the box than that, because the answer is always going to be no, always going to be no. It's a waste of my time to even read it. And it's another step towards not answering my fucking messages. But I like to do it for people that are true listeners or fans or followers, whatever you want to call it. I found fans pretentious. Um, but followers, yeah, of the pod and everything. I like getting back to you guys, but this shit. Um. Oh, yeah. Tiara, can you have Jason Momoa call my friend? It would be hilarious and unexpected for her. There's one. And I know that person. Yeah, sure, buddy. Of course. Now, take those and multiply them by, well, again, I don't want to seem pompous. I don't. But I'm sure to at least some of you, those that sounded amusing. Uh, and, you know, th- that's just a small portion. One guy offered me his wife, his girlfriend, and in a very, yeah, just uh, in a very odd and obvious way, which is never, ever going to happen, ever. Like I said, guys, you know what? I'm not gay. I enjoy sex. Uh, it's one of the better parts of life. It's one of the only things that you can do um, that's not really bad for you. I mean, I, I, I don't think it is. Maybe maybe they'll find out now that is. But I don't think I don't think I think it's just a great feeling. It's a little free pass we get as humans. You know, a lot of drugs that we choose to do. We choose because we wanted a little bit of escape. They're bad for us. Well, there you go. Having an orgasm is a great feeling. But never and I mean, never would I let anybody have that one up on me that they gave me their wife for any period of time. Sounds kinky, sounds nice, might be something for Pornhub, but never with a capital N. That leads this, especially nowadays, with just, I I don't even, there's too many avenues that that train goes off the tracks. So that would never happen. Uh, Okay, Terry, who do you think has a better team? Colorado or Tampa? There you go back to some normalcy that comes from Kev right here in St. John's, Newfoundland. Um, I know I just gushed over Tampa Bay and the fact that, because I'm saying that if they do it, if, but I think Colorado has got a better team. I do. I think Colorado. I mean, obviously I could eat my words here because It's not like they play each other 12 times a year. And when they have played each other in the last few years, not everybody was in the lineup. You know, one team's East, one team's West. That's why they meet the final. And most of the teams that they come across during the season, it's not a, you know, it's just different circumstances. They're in different divisions. Uh, But you can still take some relative stats from all of it. And I, I don't know. I don't know. First of all, if they had, if they were the same, then it's just to me, McKinnon. He's just so fast and powerful, and and I mean, I I think just looking at, I think that's what I'm giving the edge to. Now, of course, you might say Vasilevsky, and you might be right. Now, there's all kinds of stars on both teams. McCarr, right? I gushed over him too. Um, are McCarr and McKinnon? And who would be the top players? On, you would have to go Vasilevsky. Now, who's the next? Kucherov? Stamkos point? Fuck, man. Well, Kev, it's a great question, even though an obvi- it's an obvious one. But it's a great question. I'm going with Colorado because Alex Newhook's on it, and I want to see him win. That's it. There you go. I mean... I just thought about it as you asked, and I could say McKinnon. Of course, you could say fucking Vasilevsky. I can say McCarr, but then you can say fucking Kucherov. I can go down the list. If Kadri plays, right, is Kadri going to come back? I don't know, but Point's going to be back. Like, so, I mean, 
Oh, fuck. I, I don't know. I'm going with it because because of Alex Newhook. There you fucking go. And you know what? Things like this happen. Alex Newhook might be a guy like Nick Paul, whereas, you know, he's a way better player. I don't mind saying that Alex's future is going to be a very, very bright one. He's just at an early part of his career and he was in and out of the lineup early, but he's been in lately and he's the kind of guy that, you know, you're looking at and he's going to get a game breaking goal. Uh, he's all over the net. You don't bring up his name. And that's often the kind of players that, uh, well, that are successful in times like this successful. Fuck. He's, he was successful five years ago. Uh, you know, Alex has a chance to be on Team Canada someday. Um, if they go back to the Olympics, he's that kind of player. And he's becoming a defensive player. He's not known for that, at least as I know growing up, he wasn't. I mean, he is known as a two-way player. But I've noticed a big, big... Because it's hard in the NHL. It's just harder to play defense, whatever fucking position you are. From goal out to fucking center, it's, it's harder to keep the puck out of your net. <laughs> and you can easily get exposed. Right. Danny Cleary early in his career got exposed that way and he became an elite, an elite defensive center. You adjust or a defensive forward. He didn't play center the whole time, but you adjust. Uh, so there you have it, Kev. Um, last question, TR, what video games are you playing right now from Hammy? I wonder if this is Chris Hamilton, who I grew up with, it says Hammy from Newfoundland. What video games? We used to play video games. Way, 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 way back. I, uh, my big ones back in the day when uh, Sega Genesis came out, that was like the biggest thing ever, man. Going from Nintendo, that was huge jump. I had Golden Axe, Blades of Steel. That was actually Nintendo Blades of Steel. Hockey uh, on Sega Genesis was when it started to get good. Like, you know, in Atari in 1980, it was just like a, a ball bouncing back and forth. It, it, I, I think there was a game Breakout, and it was like Breakout, except there was another player. It was really weird. It wasn't hockey at all. And then Blades of Steel, of course, and there's a few iterations of hockey and then boom, NHL 93 or, or, or 91 or whatever with, uh, with Sega. That was great. Um, but now I just got, okay, so what have been my favorite games? I got Star Wars, one of those, I forget which one it was, but uh, Ryan McDonald who plays Michaels in the show, him and Harlan, who plays Sanguinette. Shut the fuck up, Sanguinette. Uh, they got me into Star Wars and a few. I never thought to play it, but that was a great game. Um, I play consistently hockey, Red Dead Redemption, and GTA. I always got those going. A week won't, yeah, maybe a week, but two weeks won't go by that I don't jump on one of those and play a lot. Hockey's almost every night at least one game. And um, for the time being, I like baseball. Not enough, enough of my friends play it and people online. Or maybe it's just that I'm losing my eye at 45. But I find the pitch is harder and harder to hit. <laughs> Fuck. Old bastard. Um, I just downloaded God of War. I like the, there, the Assassin's Creed. I love all those. I think I've played them all now. I hope not. I just downloaded a couple two days ago. They're the Chronicles series, and they suck. But the actual um, Assassin's Creed, those are my favorite. I like the campaign. I don't need anybody else to play with. You're learning a bit of history while you're playing it, right? You're, uh, because, I don't know, say the one that takes place in the 1400s, 1500s in Europe, right? You're going through the Renaissance where you come across Michelangelo, I think, and a few more. One's, uh, one's called Black Flag. You're a pirate. You come across Blackbeard. So there's an element of learning to it. And I just love them. Those are my favorite. Um, and like I said, I downloaded God of War last night. I heard so many good things. I'm, oh, the, wait, the most recent one that came out in 2018. So the, the fucking graphics are phenomenal. And I only have a PS4 yet, saving up to get a PS5. Um, but uh, that seems great so far, but literally I just unlocked like the first, I, I'm probably, I'm probably two hours into gameplay. So I don't really know much yet other than it feels like it's, it, you know, the, the, the feel of the game and the buttons, all of which I don't know yet seem like a good fit. Um, 
But all in all, I'll sum it up. My favorite game ever is probably definitely uh, Red Dead Redemption. I fucking love it. I those who know games, I just don't think there's enough to do, man. I ran out of things to do. I wish I go back to GTA, but there's so many fucking trolls. I don't know. And I like to do the online stuff. But if, if all my buddies, if I don't have anybody's on there doing it, I have no desire to just team up with somebody for, for the sake of doing it. And I like the heists and stuff. So once the boys take a break, I take a break. But Red Dead Redemption is always great, man. Sometimes I smoke a big gagger or take a microdose mushrooms, go up in the fucking mountains, and I just go fishing. I mean it. And it's as I got a tiny little fucking house here with a big 85-inch TV. I pull it back, and it's completely peaceful as if I'm fishing. Now, am I a product of the times? I don't know. I don't know if it's the beauty TV I got. I, I don't know what it is. But I go fishing in Red Dead. And I'm not saying killing or hunting or hunting's cool, too. But there's a level of stress because of the way about it. But I, honestly, I don't know what it is. I love fishing in Red Dead Redemption. There's games that are based on fishing, and this is better. Um, and the process of even getting there, right? Riding the horse uh, up into the mountains. I don't know. I... I I'm fascinated by the past, just a lot of different times in the past. Periods, eras, you know, of course. I mean, I guess I'm a history fan. And I like the Wild West. So it's the closest thing you could do. The game is so good. I mean, I don't know, but in the in the PS4 community, in the gaming community, not just the PS4, I would think... Red Dead Redemption is very, very respected, I would think. Um, um, yeah, I love it. And uh, there, that's my favorite. Album, Jesus. Album or song. I'm, I don't have that prepared this week, so let me press pause. Okay, actually, I, I do get some questions on music, and I often put them uh, on the side, and I don't get back to them. So someone did ask me, about acid jazz. Do I like acid jazz? Some acid jazz I like. Um, and I find it a really interesting. And it's hard to define. Okay. But there's a there's an acid jazz band from the 90s. A lot of you probably know, but it's, some of you don't. I mean, um, and they're called Jamiroquai. So I, I mean, acid jazz, funk, funky acid jazz. Anyway, the kind I like it, it's there, there's just not a lot of options, I don't think. Now I don't fucking love Jamiroquai, but I get on here every week and I tend to go towards classic rock or singer songwriters. Um, the odd time I'll go hip hop, but I, 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 there are people listening, of course, that don't generally go for that stuff. And I'd like to think I'm more well-rounded than uh, simply, you know, just a few different kind of genres of music get the marbles out of your mouth terry um so wait jamiroquai i can't remember the name of the okay so just i'm going to give you a okay my favorite two two songs are virtual insanity and cosmic girl you're not going to get a classic album here but or or maybe you will um but and don't listen to the latest virtual insanity just came out it was uh like re-recorded and redone and everything no go back the album in the 90s that came out that was a bit of a game changer. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the first one that came out that I liked was called The Emer Emergency on Planet Earth. I'd lived in Tri-Cities, and someone local had told me about it uh, because, you know, like I would tell you about Tragically Hip if you weren't from Canada because I'd never heard of Jamiroquai. I didn't know where they were from. I still have to look after this. But they were on the radar in the States, at least in Washington State. So in 96, they had an album come out, Traveling Without Moving. So I guess it was, I, I'd been into them for a few years. No one, I used to bring them home here to Newfoundland and no one would know what I was talking about. And it is a really unique sound. You're not going to love it. And again, it's not my favorite. But if you're talking acid jazz funk, I really only have one band that I consistently go to and listen to albums, and it's Jamiroquai. So this is called Traveling Without Moving, and it's the first two songs, Virtual Insanity and Cosmic Girl. But I really like the whole album. It's, it's, it's funky, <laughs> and it's jazzy. 
So there you go. And locally, uh, there's a band called Rollins Cross. Listen to the song Colleen. Okay. I don't know that they had a classic album either, but uh, just listen to their hits. If you're probably going to listen to that or come across that anyway. I would suggest any album. They're, they're, they're a Newfoundland a traditional band for the most part. And, you know, the accordion, the flute, you know, some they're catchy. But my favorite song by them is from the 80s. And it used to come out in the warm up of St. John's Cap Games. And I remember seeing Bill Riley skating around to it. It's called Colleen by Rollins Cross. Um, okay. So I'm doing some partnership now with True. So thanks to Corey Gregory. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. They're going to, you know, I'm just. I'm doing a lot of work with the Chicklets Cup, some hockey schools and things like that. And like I said, I mean, I I do play a lot of hockey. So I, I do. I'm going on the ice right now. So basically, yeah, basically that's it. I mean, I don't, uh, I, I told them that I would, I would mention them every time. So true, take what's yours. That's their slogan. And uh, I'm really loving the sticks. I mean it. And I told you guys what I did. I emailed all the companies that I knew of that I, that I, I wanted. I, that, and I just told them I'm, I'm playing in this show, Shorzy. And uh, I'm also got a podcast and, and some hockey schools and books. And I do, I, th I think enough people, if you, if, if you were to sponsor me stick wise and gear wise or whatever, some, some clothing, whatever, I think uh, we could work with each other. So, Obviously, there's a little bit more to it, but uh, I reached out to them because I loved it and I love their stuff and they got back to me. So I'll be working with true hockey sticks and hockey. Well, everything, everything fucking true. They're sending over the some uh, some gloves for me now, too, that I can break in for the Chicklets Cup. So thanks to you guys for that. Wedgwood Cafe. Why not? I mean, why not? The end of Elizabeth Avenue, a great little spot to have lunch. And they also do awesome catering. Um, so why not check that out? Penny Posh Women's Wear Reimagined. Merchant Tavern. What a great spot to grab, uh, grab a bite to eat. Merchant Tavern. Uh, right down in the heart of St. John's, as is Blue on Water. Two places that I fucking love to go for a bite to eat. And, of course, George Street. Get out and support local Trinity Pub. Bull and Barrel and everywhere else on George Street that uh, you like to sit and have a beer. Uh, okay. I think that's about it. You know, if you want sponsorship, um, just reach out. Um, if I can make it happen, I will. And uh, yeah, basically just, just send me a message or send a message to the Hockey Podcast Network. It's probably better if you're looking for sponsorship. Hockey Podnet, um, they're on Instagram. They're on Twitter. They have an email address. Don't know it off the top of my head. It's a quick search. And that goes for any anything that you want improved or you want questions on my show. Send them to that address too, where, wherever it might be. It's Dylan and Isha. They run the company. They're great people. So if you're interested in sponsors or whatever, like I said, I'm available, but send it there. If you want a book, if you want a book, uh, go terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Or if you'd like my second book, send a message to flankerpress.com, www.flankerpress.com. They gave me a great deal. So it doesn't, you can get it from me or from them. If you send, if you want it from them, make sure you add a note that you want me to sign it. If not, just send me one at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Remember, if you don't send it to that, if you send it to my DMs and Instagram, they're increasingly, it's a large inbox and I might not get it. But if you'd like a book or to book me for an event or anything business-wise, terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Okay? Please don't send any other stuff to that. Um. Yeah, if 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 you can't, please don't. Um, just just reserve that for cameos or or information on that or or books or sponsorship or whatever it might be. I'd really appreciate it. Please, the last thing I'm going to say, please don't mistake my frustration with only some of you earlier in those uh, emails with a frustration with the whole the whole wheel because. Uh, you're all cogs in the wheel. You, um, I really appreciate the, the listen, the follow. And uh, it's just sometimes it gets overwhelming when you get ignorant people. But, you know, there's ignorant people in every walk of life. And I just happen to 
have fallen into something I love doing podcasts, playing hockey, acting. It's all things that uh, I'm very humbled to be able to do for a living. And you people are the reason for that. So thank you very much again. This has been episode 107A. I cannot wait for Thursday, episode 107B. It should be up by Thursday night or Friday morning. Folks, thanks a lot for tuning in. I'll catch you on The Rebound. I'm Terry Ryan, and this has been Tales with TR.